didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. And I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney. And this is Scoops Ahoy, a Stranger Things podcast where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, taking a look at every single episode of Stranger Things. We are now in the deep dark void as we wait for season five and who knows how long that's going to be. So Colin and I are here to keep you entertained while we wait. And this week we are doing one of our influence episodes and we're talking about a little movie called Back to the Future. And Colin is here with your summary. Hill Valley's Marty McFly is friends with Doc Brown, an eccentric scientist who has been working on discovering time travel. Doc asks Marty to meet him at the mall one night to share the good news that he's done it. After Doc demonstrates the technology to Marty, using his dog Einstein, the Libyans show up, pissed that Doc stole their plutonium. They kill Doc and Marty escapes just in time to 1955. Once there, Marty realizes he doesn't have any plutonium to get back, so he needs to find Doc. Before that, though, Marty wanders through town and meets his eventual mom and dad, Lorraine and George, who are now teenagers in high school. Lorraine falls for Marty instantly, ew, and Marty discovers that he's jeopardizing his own existence by messing up the present day. So now he not only needs to find a way back to 1985, he needs to get his mom and dad together so he'll be able to be born in 10 or so years. Plus the local bully Biff is being annoying and has his own designs on Lorraine, so there's that. Marty tells Doc the whole story of what happened and they eventually realize that only a lightning bolt will generate enough electricity to send Marty back. Fortunately, they know that lightning will strike the Hill Valley clock tower in a few days, so there's hope. Meanwhile, Marty gets back to trying to set up his mom and dad. Eventually, Lorraine asks Marty to the enchantment under the sea dance, and Marty agrees, seeing it as a chance to have George intervene and save Lorraine after Marty comes on too strong. Before George can swoop in, Biff does and messes everything up, but eventually George steps up, knocks out Biff, and saves the day. He and Lorraine wind up together, and Marty is saved. Meanwhile, he still needs to get back to the present, so he joins Doc back at the clock tower. Before he zips back, though, Marty gives Doc a letter he wrote warning him about the Libyans. The storm rolls in, Marty goes back to 1985 and arrives at the mall too late. Doc gets shot again, but then Marty discovers Doc actually did read the letter and he's safe. Marty wakes the next morning and sees some things have actually changed. George is now a successful author. Lorraine is so thin, and Biff is waxing George's car. Just then, Doc returns from the future to let Marty know that there's a problem with Marty's kids. So he and Marty and Marty's girlfriend Jennifer hop in the DeLorean and head for 2015, the end of Back to the Future. So if Back to the Future was made today, it would be what, 1990? Going back 30 years to 1993, yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Is it, do you think it's just that, like, do you think that there's such a huge difference in the way we live today versus 93? Or do you think it was bigger in 1955 versus 1985? I don't, I get the sense that there was a bigger divide between 50s and 80s than there are. too, because I feel like technology maybe. and Right, yeah. There was a I mean, you think of the 50s, you know, rock and roll was like just starting, you know, you know, in American Top 40 and, you know, that kind of stuff. And. A lot of the stuff was the same, obviously, pay phones and, you know, things along yeah. those lines. But, you know, computers were just coming in. TV was much bigger. You know, computers were invented and, you know. It just makes but, me laugh. Like if, because I saw it when I, when it came out, when it came out in 85. Yeah. yeah. July 3rd, 1985. So I was 
four, about to turn five. And I specifically remember watching it, like, at my house. I guess so it was, I was already five, because we would have been renting it. Right, yeah. I'm sure. And I specifically remember thinking, I want to make people laugh like Marty McFly does. Yeah. Like, thinking, like, oh, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be an actress, you know. (laughs) It turns out I have debilitating stage fright and could never, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's funny. I remember, I remember, I saw "Say Anything" in the theaters when that came out in '89. So I was 18, you know, just out of high school, and I remember thinking at the time, "I just, I just got to be Lloyd Dobler. I mean, that's just got to be me. I, I yeah, gotta be get your boombox, like yeah. get Peter Gabriel on on it, right? Yeah, find you a girl to right. creep out by standing outside their window, right? Yeah. So yes, Back to the Future, July 3rd, 1985, written by Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis, directed by Zemeckis, and of course, produced by Steven Spielberg. The cast we all know and love, Michael J. Fox as Marty, Christopher Lloyd as Doc, Leah Thompson, Crispin Glover, and Thomas F. Wilson as Biff, among others, had a $19 million budget, which seems surprisingly low, actually, given all that went into it. Had a $11 million opening weekend, went on to make $388 million total, and was the number one movie at the box office for all of 1985. It had something for everybody. It really did. It was just such a great movie. It still is. Oh, I can watch it. Anytime it's on, I'll I'll just stick there and watch it. Yeah. I I even like the sequels. I do, too. I don't mind them at all. I I like them. I think I I think I mentioned it before that it's the only trilogy I've ever watched back to back. I haven't I haven't done it with Star Wars or you know. Rocky oh, you mean like or, in one setting? In one sitting, I watched all three of them back to back. Yeah. Okay. It's the, it's the only movie I, I've ever I'm, done that with. I feel like we did that one year on vacation, and Evie was obsessed with Back to the Future, and she watched them on vacation on repeat, like just right. over and over again. Yeah, they're really good. Awards-wise, it got nominated for four Golden Globes, uh, Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy for Michael, Best Original Song for The Power of Love, and then Best Screenplay for Galen Zemeckis. Didn't win any of them, but was nominated. It did win the People's Choice Award for Favorite Motion Picture that year, and was actually also nominated for four Oscars, Best Screenplay, Best Original Song, Best Sound, and actually won for Best Sound Effects Editing. So. That's such a weird category to me. Like, what? What is that? Sound, sound effects, effects editing yeah. versus versus sound. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Like, what's yeah. the difference? You're right. So we always play a clip from the trailer, and here's a little bit of the flavor of the original trailer for Back to the Future. Steven Spielberg presents Back to the Future, a Robert Zemeckis film. Marty leads an ordinary life. No McFly ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley. Yeah, well, history is going to change. And 1985 is not his year. But Dr. Brown is about to change all that. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? He's sending Marty 30 years back in time. Siskel and Ebert, of course, both loved it. We'll play a clip from them in a second. But Ebert, in his written review, said the movie resembles Capra's It's a Wonderful Life more than it does other conventional time travel movies. It's about a character who begins with one view of his life and reality and is allowed through magical intervention to discover another. Spielberg was the executive producer, and this is the second of the summer's three productions of his following The Goonies and preceding Explorers, which is coming out soon in 85. And maybe it's time to wonder if Spielberg is emulating the great studio chiefs of the past who specialized in matching the right director with the right project. This time, the magic works with charm, brains, and a lot of laughter. 
What would you say if you think about it, meeting your mother as a teenager? What would you feel if you saw your parents as young people? What a thrill that would be. And this film, rather than being helter-skelter action picture, which it could have been, holds on that moment. I credit the director, Bob Zemeckis, for having the sensitivity, the smarts, to make this something bigger than just a laugh-a-minute special effects picture. Rotten Tomatoes-wise, 97% critic score, 94% audience score, and I'm going to have to hunt down that 6% of the audience. Yeah. And That didn't give it? Like, I mean, yeah. that's wild. Yeah. How is it not higher than 94%, even though 94% is, like, super good? But, you know, yeah. Still, yeah. I don't know. Some people just like to be difficult, I think, and they're right. just some people just are like, I'm never going to watch that movie. Yeah. It's too it's too good. So getting into the Stranger Things side of things, the Duffers in a interview with Vogue magazine were asked, if you could only take three movies with you to a desert island, which ones would they be? And they said, The Empire Strikes Back, Heat, and Back to the Future, adding they're just endlessly rewatchable. And and we agree. On Back to the Future, but I mean maybe Empire Strikes Back, but Heat? I don't even know if I've ever seen Heat. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces. Real of long. It. it is, yeah. But it's De Niro yeah. and Pacino and Michael Mann. So, you know. It's gangsters, right? Yeah. It's cops and criminal. Yeah. Are we ready to get into uh, our moments of influence? Yeah, let's do it. We got, we got, we got our top five. It's our own top five list. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot, too. Like, you could basically say all of season three season three is back to the future the thing is it's not really you know there's not real like a lot of like real moments that are influenced but there's like little like a lot of little back to the future easter eggs through the whole thing and of course they talk Mm -hmm. about it you know endlessly too so yeah number five oh yeah sorry i was just thinking about like how my theories I don't think I really theorized for season three, but I remember after season three ended, waiting for season four, I was convinced that time travel was going to play. Oh yeah, that was a big thing. Yeah, a lot of people. There were a lot a of articles. Big part. Yeah, when I was in, when I was kind of looking up references and Easter eggs and stuff, mm-hmm. there were a lot of articles about that were written after season three, saying that everything Back to the Future means that we're obviously going to have time travel in season four. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, number five, uh, just obviously Back to the Future is playing at Starcourt Mall in season three, episode one. We see the poster when they sneak in for Day of the Dead. That day took place on June 28th, so Back to the Future wasn't out yet. So by the time we get to episode seven, enough time had passed that Back to the Future actually came out. So in episode seven of season three, when the Scoops troop is has gotten away from the Russian base and, and we're all drugged and everything... They, you know, the movie is actually now playing because that takes place on July 4th. So Right. So in in that's, you know, episode seven, the bite, the, the scoop strip, they sneak in and you hear when Dustin and Erica are looking for Steve and Robin, who are high as balls, trying to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to find them. They lose them and they're in, you know, that's when they we hear the score playing as they're searching for them around theater and stuff. Right. Yeah. And we'll have, we'll have more on that in a second. So stay tuned for that. Number four, I kind of, I mean, this was one of the things that I think was a a good little parallel and that was the use of letters uh, between people in 
Back to the Future and then also in Stranger Things. So obviously we have the letter that Hopper wrote to Eleven at the end of season three that she reads, the, you know, keep the door open three inches thing. And then obviously in Back to the Future, Marty writes the letter to Doc that I talked about in the summary. So one is talking about how they want things to kind of stay the same. And the other is, you know, hoping that the future can change a little bit. But I like how they they both used letters from people, which, you know, wouldn't really happen today. I mean, who writes oh, letters no. anymore, you know, so. No, nobody would. Okay, number three in the mall parking lot when Billy screeches in coming after Nancy and Jonathan. It is very reminiscent of the Libyans coming after Doc and Marty in the Twin Pines. Right. Yeah. It's dark and, you know, you're at the mall and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Number two, I, I kind of thought, you know, how in Back to the Future 2, kind of all of Hill Valley is kind of disintegrating and like really gone to hell and it's just a mess and everything like that. It's a little bit reminiscent of how Hawkins is in episode one of season three, when we see right off the bat that this new mall might be great for everybody in the mall, but it's leaving behind all the stores, you know, the Radio Shack mm. and and poor little Melvilds where Joyce is, you know, so there's a, there's a, a nice little parallel there between the the two towns kind of disintegrating from what they used to be and instead, you know, becoming something different. So I thought that was a neat little parallel. And then, like I was saying earlier, there's a whole bunch of like little Easter eggs throughout all of everything. Yeah. I'm shocked that you didn't use one of the little things as one of your big things, because the shot, there's a shot for shot replay of, Marty putting on his pants and tripping yes, as he puts yeah. on his pants. Yeah. And Jonathan does the same thing. And both times Huey Lewis and the news is playing and it's different songs, but they're yeah. both playing. I like, that's just, it cracks me up that they did that. Yeah, it is really funny. Yeah. So Jonathan tripping when he's putting on his pants in episode one of season three, back in season two, though, on Halloween night, Bob has his JVC camcorder out and it's the same one that Marty used in Back to the Future with Doc when they were filming the experiment in the mall at the beginning. Don't you feel like that's just what ca video cameras people used? Well, there were a lot of different ones there. I mean, there was so many, but it was it's the exact one, kind of the maroon oh. color with the little microphone on it and stuff. So, and then you mentioned the song, obviously, right after the scene where Jonathan Tripp's putting on his pants is when Nancy is walking down the street to work and Huey Lewis is working for a living is playing. Mm -hmm. And then when we get to Mrs. Driscoll's house, she has that same black and white cat clock that Doc Brown had. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of Back to the Future, when he has all of the clocks on the wall, one of them is that black and white clock, uh, cat clock that Mrs. Driscoll also has. Thought that Erica's helmet in episode four of season three, when she had the helmet with the flashlights on, it was a little bit reminiscent, not identical, obviously, to Doc's, you know, helmet that he has to put on when Marty comes to see him in the 50s and he's, you know, trying to, you know, read his mind and everything, mm -hmm. so. And then just a little quick blink and you miss it that I actually found on Reddit. I don't think I ever noticed it, actually. In episode two of season four, the first shot we see of family video, there's a guy dressed exactly like Marty McFly with the kind of rust, oh, yeah. colored, rust colored vest and the shirt and the jeans walking into family video. So, I mean, uh, Evie, Evie dressed up as Marty one year. And I have this awesome picture of her like dressed in the costume and she's looking at her watch oh, like that's cool. he does nice. in the in the movie all right our number one is obviously Stephen robbins experience is back to the future um they you know they have the water fountain talk am i wrong in thinking that the back to the future poster is like right next to them as well they're, they're standing they're standing right under the marquee that says back to the future yeah, yeah it's, it's right there so here's a, here's that clip 
of Steve and Robin when they're tripping balls and <laughs> talking about Back to the Future. That's amazing. So, like, I wasn't totally focused in there or anything, but I'm pretty sure that mom was trying to bang her son. Wait, wait, the hot chick was Alex B. Keaton's mom? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But they're the same age. No, but he went back in time. <laughs> then why is it called Back to the Future? He has to go back to the future because he's in the past. So the future is actually the present, which is his time. Wh what? No, no, it's my turn. You've had enough. Why was nobody else grossed out by Marty and his mom? I, I, I'm not convinced they, they weren't. <laughs> Maybe I was too young when I first saw it to really understand. I, I remember thinking it, but I was 15, 14, 15 at the time. So I'm like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. And uh, the second clip we have is also Stephen Robin. And when they're applying for family video and Keith gives them the pop quiz of, you know, name your top three movies. And he says, favorite movies. Did I stutter? Uh, Animal House for sure. Um, Eyes on me, Harrington. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. A new hope. A uh, new what now? Which Star Wars? One with the teddy bears, duh. No. Uh, oh, the one that, that just came out. The movie that just came out. The one with the DeLorean and Alex P. Keaton and he's trying to bang his mom. <laughs> the time. Yeah, those are my top three. Classics. Okay, you want to get into some emails? Let's do it. As usual, our friend Harriet wrote in and she says, Hi, Colin and Whitney. The last episode was great, but I did feel about 30 years older after listening to it. Well, imagine how we feel, Harriet. Yeah. It was <laughs> was 40 years ago for us. Yeah. I absolutely loved Back to the Future. I have a vivid memory of my younger brother and I when we were like four and six on my grandmother's bed watching it and being thoroughly weirded out about how Marty's mom had a crush on him. See, they were ahead of me. Five-year-old yep. me didn't know. I was just like, yep. whatever. <laughs> uh, that was a tad bit gross, but it's fine. And Doc, I need an eccentric scientist bestie. Don't we all? Yeah, really. I feel like he would just be the weirdest yet most fun person to hang out with. Granted, he doesn't set my clocks back 25 minutes and send me to the 50s. And a quick little thing, Skipper Melody, I started your podcast and it's amazeballs. Since I'm back in school now after Easter, I've been listening to it while doing homework and rowing training. It's really easy to get into. That's all for now, folks. Love, Harriet. And speaking of Skipper Melody, she writes in, hey, Colin and Whitney, I love Back to the Future. My favorite line is... Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build- Anyway, here are some references in Stranger Things that I notice and just some things I love about the film. One, the scene at Starcourt Mall when they're trying to get out of the parking lot, but Billy is in the way. That's the one we mentioned, yep. This scene always reminds me of the opening sequence of Back to the Future when they're in the empty parking lot trying out the DeLorean. All of the tire screeching definitely adds to the scene, exactly. Number two, the dance. Every good 80s movie needs a high school dance and Stranger Things definitely included their own. While the scenes aren't too similar in and of themselves, both are iconic, especially with the your kids are going to love it line that Marty says in Back to the Future, that everybody turns into a meme regarding the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Number three, the towns. Each town is the same square layout with the big important building in the center. For Back to the Future, it's where the lightning will strike. And for Stranger Things, it's the central collision point for the four gates, which is a good point. I never actually thought about that. Oh, so, yeah. Good one, Skipper. 
Okay, that's all I can think of for now. I love this film so much. It is so funny. And the synopsis Steve has about it explains the plot perfectly. And it is super weird. See you on the flip side, Skipper Melody. Speaking of her favorite line, the movie, did you ever see the movie? Um, shoot, it's got Topher Grace in it and Anna Ferris. Take me home tonight. Yes. And they, love that movie. I do too. It's so I underrated. Love it. it is. But not for they, not for not for littles, but, but no, no, no littles can watch it, but it's I think it's rated R. Yeah. Um, but they did it. Did you ever see the music video that they did? for they some band and i cannot remember off the top of my head redid um the song don't you want me by oh yeah yeah you're right yep that's right yep and so they had all the actors from that movie in the video in that music video yeah and topher grace says that line and he does a really good impression of michael j fox i'll post a link to it so we can see that yeah that's that's actually one of my favorite music videos ever yeah it's good so fun so all right our next email is from the lad He says, hey, Colin and Whitney, it's Lad again. I know it's been a while since I emailed in, but when I heard last week's episode, I decided I might as well send you guys an email. First of all, I don't know if I'm living 40 years in the past or what, but half of the stuff you guys said in the Colin moments were exactly how my life goes. First of all, (laughs) I'm at the mall a ton by myself, and I will be there for hours on end. Also, we have a place here, and I don't know if it's just a Utah place or not, but it's called Classic Skating, and kids go there a ton, too. Also, Back to the Future is my number one 80s movie 80s movie of all time even though we don't talk about the sequel we do talk about the sequel lad we love the sequels lad i do love them uh fun fact though crispin glover would not do the sequel did you know that yeah and that's why that's why he's upside down in in back to the future too so yeah it looks like him but isn't yeah this movie is also one of those movies that you can look back on and realize it's not as kid-friendly as you remember lad that is literally every single i feel like it's every 80s movie yeah Yeah, never-ending story, labyrinth, you, you name it. They're all, yeah. Anyways, catch you guys in the next one, Lad. Next one's from Sophie D. Hey, guys, it's me, Sophie, again. First, I definitely think Back to the Future gives off the same vibes as Stranger Things. I first watched it last year and totally loved it. It's one of my dad's favorites, and we've watched it a couple times. Then, she says, you guys got 100% on the quiz from last time, and I am not giving up. I'm going to stump you. So, are you ready? Number one, what book did Hopper read to Sarah in the hospital? This one took me a second. Oh my gosh, I can see it. I, was I don't think, know the title I was, of it. I was thinking like it was like the Velveteen Rabbit or no. something like that. And then it then it clicked in. I can see it. Yeah. In my head. I'm not gonna get it. I don't know. What was it? Anne of Green Gables. I was not, I would have never guessed that. I, re- I, I remember talking about it. Yeah, because I, I I don't think I ever read it. I'm aware of it, obviously, but I don't think I ever read it. But um, I remember just because I looked it up at the time when that episode was on, I'm like, well, let's look up Anna Green Gables and see what it's about. So that's the only reason I, I had it in my head. So, hmm. okay, number two, what tattoo does Callie have on her wrist? It's an eight, zero eight. Yeah, zero, zero eight. Yep. And then finally, what is Chrissy's last name? It also took me a second. I'm like, wait a second, Chrissy and, and Eddie Munson and Chrissy. And then it, then it, then it kind of came to me. Eddie Munson and Chrissy. Think of think of Happy Days, the TV show. Richie and Marion and. Oh, Sophie's stumping you. This is awesome. Yeah. You don't, you don't remember yeah. Richie's last name on the Happy Days? And Mrs. C and starts with a C. Chrissy Callahan? Chrissy, Chrissy wake Chrissy up. Ca- you're Chrissy. close. You're very close. You're super close. Chrissy Calhoun? 
No. No. Cunning- Cunningham. Cunningham. Chrissy Cunningham. Yep. Yes. It's a good one, Sophie. You, you almost got me on two of them and you did get Whitney. So that's good. Yeah. All right. Keep them coming. Cold, we love them. Okay. Yeah. I have a cold, by the way. Anybody I else want to, everybody else wants to try to stump us? Obviously send them in. Cause we love, we love stuff like that and we don't cheat. It just, it, no. it, it took a second for me to kind of come to two of them. So that's all I have for today. She says, my teacher just told me to get off my phone and pay attention to the math lesson. So until next time, bye from Sophie. Sophie. <laughs> we're, gonna, your school. we're getting we're gonna get kids kicked out of school here i know okay our next email is from tori they say hi it's tori again i finally finished season four me and my mom cried when eddie died because we loved him so much while my brother who doesn't watch stranger things said stop crying it's just a character i was completely surprised at my brother's rudeness i'm not because that's a brother that's a brother yeah. do. i grew up with one <laughs> Anyways, when I heard that my email went on the podcast, I wanted to scream, but I was cleaning up my basement for my Stranger Things party. I think my mom made me watch Back to the Future, but all I remember is my mom saying they're in the future, and it's 2016, and me responding saying that they got completely got it wrong. Cars can't fly. For True. the record, I and, and I remember in second grade, they asked when I was, so it was 88, they asked us to draw a picture of what we thought the future was going to be like in the year 2000, mm-hmm. and I had flying cars. There you go. I remember thinking at the time, because I watched, I mean, I watched Back to the Future a lot in, the, in kind of the 90s and stuff. And I mm-hmm. probably watched it maybe in the early 2000s. And then I just kind of, it was there. And then I think I turned it on in like 2018. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. It was three years <laughs> this, ago. This is supposed to be what happened three years ago. And nope. I know. So, yeah. I love all the, all the, um, remember they did bring out those, those shoes. That yeah. You the, could pumpy, pump up. the pump shoes. Yep. Yes. Yep. They still have not given us hoverboards, though, which is very they have not. disappointing. Anyways, she also says, my mom heard you guys talking about TV tag, and she just wants you to know she also played TV tag. I just Yay, had my Tori's mom. Okay, I guess Kentucky's the only place that never had TV tag. <laughs> I also just had my party. I got another Stranger Things blanket. It is white and has little designs on it. Thanks, Colin and Whitney. That's exciting. I have yeah. one Stranger Things blanket. All right, next one, Jason from Toronto here. I'm so glad you chose Back to the Future. I originally saw it back in the theater in 85 and fell in love with it. I was already a big fan of Michael J. Fox because I really enjoyed Family Ties and his character, Alex B. Keaton. But as Marty, he took it to a whole different level. I saw all three of the films in the theaters each year when they came out. And also my wife and some friends and I went to go see the whole trilogy on Back to the Future Day, October 21st, 2015. I was able to meet and get a picture with Michael and Christopher and Leah and Thomas Elf Wilson. Also got a picture with Christopher in the DeLorean. We will post them so you guys can see those. As a kid, I loved all of Spielberg's Amblin films, E.T., Goonies, and Gremlins. So there's no way I wasn't going to love Back to the Future, and it did not disappoint I loved how fun the film was and that it had consequences because if Marty didn't fix everything by a certain time, he would be no more and time would be altered forever. With the sweeping iconic score by Alan Silvestri and the fun to belt out Power of Love by Huey Lewis, this movie is a great romp and it's completely understandable how it's still one of the most beloved films of all time. Once again, thank you, Colin and Whitney, for this fantastic podcast. These film influence episodes are making me relive childhood memories. So thank you for that as well. Till next time, Jason. Next, we have Eve. She says, hi, Colin and Whitney. Hope you guys are okay. I can't believe that thing was an early mobile phone. It looks heavy enough to break bones. It was. It's true. <laughs> Probably could have, yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy you were doing Back to the Future this week. I adore it. In fact, it's probably my favorite 80s film going, so I'm thrilled it's been chosen. Back to the Future is just amazing, hands down. The whole concept is brilliant, and when I was little, I used to understand the film, but not why it was called Back to the Future. In fact, I think, ironically, I only understood the title in season three of our beloved Stranger Things 
when Robin explained it as bluntly as she could to Steve, that he had to go back to his present, which is the past future. Right. <laughs> I also loved how Stranger Things incorporated Back to the Future. It was so 80s, and to make it fit into an 80s heavy show and have it stand out like it would have would have when it first premiered is amazing. I also have a couple of questions for you two, not about Back to the Future, but about the news that Duffer's released that we will get an animated spinoff of Stranger Things when the original story ends. Are you guys happy it's animated, or do you think the Duffer should have let it be another proper TV show? Uh, I'm not thrilled that it's animated. I probably won't. When I'm a fan of something, like, I'm typically a fan of just that entity. Like, I love the characters, but I have a hard time loving them in other shows or spinoffs. No, I know. And I mean, mean, actually, I mean, to to go to the other extreme, I mean, I love the first three when they were released Star Wars movies, but since Mm. then. Yeah. And and I was like, and still am like ultimate Star Wars nerd for all of that stuff. But I could take or leave the first three and the last three. I'm just like, whatever. I'm just, you know. Yeah. And I don't like really get into all the spinoffs on like Disney Plus or any, like, you know, I did like, I liked the Mandalorian, but just because it has Baby Yoda, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, vehemently against it being animated. I don't, I, I, I don't know how they could have done another live action show. I think Stranger Things will have kind of run its course, and mm-hmm. it should just kind of be let be, and then they can kind of do whatever they want. So it'll be interesting to see. I'll, I'll certainly, you know, check it out and, and see what it is. So yeah, but I'm not like counting down the days. Did you no. see that they are creating another show that it is live action and it. Yes. It cracks me up because it sounds like Stranger Things, but with like retirees, like older right. people. Yeah. And yeah. like fighting monsters and not kids. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, uh, the kids are the whole appeal of Stranger Things. So it'll be interesting. I know. Um, she also says, uh, What do you think it will focus on? I personally am praying it will be an animated version of Suspicious Minds because I'm not ready to say goodbye to Matthew Modine and throughout the novel. Bruno's relationship with Terry's gang and Callie is seriously unnatural. That's all I got for this week. As usual, thank you and love from the UK, Eve. Um, I haven't I read haven't, Suspicious I haven't, I haven't Minds. Yeah. Like no. I said, like, I just don't. Like, I like to deep dive into the actual show, but I rarely. Like, I don't read fanfic. I don't, like, yeah, you know, go either. out and get the books or anything like that. And the lady that writes the books actually lives here in Lexington. Oh, really? She's, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the person, the one that wrote Suspicious Minds, I'm pretty sure. So I I heard it was going to be anime. Yeah. So I don't know if animated is different than just anime. Like I heard it's yeah, like, the difference between like Disney and you know Ghost in the Shell or something like that. So I mean they're, mm-hmm. they're different. So it'll, it'll yeah, be so I yeah I'll check it out, but it's not something that I'm like counting down the days to. Okay, Ellie and Grease writes, first of all, oh my God, did you see about Millie? Yes, Millie Bobby Brown is now engaged. I, I did, and as I, she's too young. Well, that's what Ellie says. I'm so happy for her, although I do think she's extremely young to be engaged. All yes. the same, if she's happy, who am I to judge? Anyway, sure. she says, my density has led me to you. Whitney, don't girls love that? <laughs> Just rewatch Back to the Future. My mom at first didn't even want me to turn on the TV because it would take over the whole living room. We're not big TV watchers, so the TV's rarely on. And whatever I watch is on a computer. But by the end of the film, both my parents had sat down to watch it with me. It's such a good movie. Although I hate movies where something is going terribly and you can't help it. It's just uncomfortable wrong. Like when Lorraine is flirting her socks off with her son. Yes. She, she thinks she's just flirting with a guy, but you know better. And it's agony for me and for Marty. Also, Marty looks much better in his 50s clothes than he does in his 80s clothes. But hey, that's just one gal's opinion. 
Also, here in Greece, we don't have school dances, so I can't explain how jealous I am of everyone in the U.S. with prom and stuff. Oh, Ellie, you poor thing. Oh, Evie just went to prom. Yeah. And it was so fun just looking at her dress and everything. Right. And then I haven't lived for 30 years, so I don't know. But wouldn't you notice your 17-year-old son looks looks a lot like a guy you knew whose name you actually remembered enough to give it to your child? Also. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I've always wondered that. Also, if you guys notice in the start, it's the Twin Pines Mall, and then it becomes the Lone Pine Mall yeah. because Marty runs into one of the two pines. Which yeah. yeah, I love that. That's a neat little thing. Yeah. Also, last episode, you guys were mourning for the kids of today who, when they go out to malls, always have a reason and a goal. But I'm happy to inform you that here, it's a very common occurrence. I did it twice in the past two weeks. You go downtown, you get dropped off, and you just go around the city for hours at a time with your friends with little to no previous ideas to where you're going and what you're going to do. Who knows? You might see some cute boys, too. Also, she wraps up, I watched Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's one, the Oscar winner. The boy who voiced Pinocchio, Gregory Mann, is so cute. And yes, he is older than me, but only by a year and 16 days. So don't judge. (laughs) I only know that since he's three days younger than an ex-crush of mine. New celebrity crush for me, I guess. Thanks. Love, Ellie. Oh, Ellie, I love a good celebrity crush. Love it. All right. Our next email is from Mimi. She says, hi, Colin and Whitney. Sorry that this email is a little late. I've been super busy deciding where I'm going to go to college next year. That's exciting, Mimi. You'll have to tell us where you pick. Yeah. Back to the Future is such a quintessential 80s movie, and I love all the references to it in Stranger Things. I especially love how in the last episode of season three, when Steve and Robin go to family videos, Steve is wearing a very Marty McFly-esque outfit. Clearly seeing the movie while high on Russian drugs had an impact on him. Yes. (laughs) Have you guys seen any of the theories about time travel in season five? Season four had so many references to clocks and time and the upside down being stuck in 83 was never fully explained. So I can see why lots of people think time travel might play a role in the gang finally killing Vecna. Thanks for another awesome podcast topic. Mimi. Um, I'm telling you, man, I got, I just kind of got burned on theories. I know, right? After season four. Um, don't even want to think about him anymore. But yeah, I mean, anything yeah, is I possible. Mean, Who knows where this thing is going? There be. are a lot to clocks and time. And I wouldn't be mad if they did time travel that sort of matched them up with their ages a little bit. I mean, yeah. how how old is Lucas going to, how old is Caleb going to be? 24? Something like that. Yeah. Crazy. Old. Yeah, old, yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I won't hate it, but I, I, have, I have no comment on whether or not it's going to happen. <laughs> Right. Okay, so that wraps up Back to the Future Talk. We got a couple extra added bonus emails here we'll go through. First is from Julie. Hi, Colin and Whitney. My name is Julie. I'm 20, and I've been listening since either June or July of 2022. I just want to thank you both for making this podcast in the deep, dark void of waiting for the next season. I started listening because I was sad I had finished season four and wanted more Stranger Things, but I had also just went through a really bad breakup and really just a rough time in my life. Listening to the podcast helps keep my mind busy and entertain. Well, that's good. I love Stranger Things and podcasts, so having both is 11 out of 10, LOL. Anywho, my life continues to go through really weird changes, and it can be a lot, so being able to listen helps. I started to re-listen to all the podcast episodes from the beginning, and I had forgotten about all the where in the world is, and the homework, and Colin moments, which made me kind of miss it. I'm looking forward to season five and hearing all of those fun bits again. I've watched season four about seven or eight times, and I'm about to restart the whole series. It's definitely one of my top comfort shows. I just finished listening to the most recent episode way too late, and I don't have time to watch Back to the Future before submitting this. Oops. I'm interested in watching it for sure, though, especially after seeing bits and pieces in season three. I love the podcast and hope you all have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Julie. Thank you, Julie. All right. Our next email is a short one. It's from Audrey. She says, do you all think Eddie is still alive in the Upside Down? If the Dimabats didn't kill Steve, how did they kill Eddie? Thanks, Audrey. Well... (laughs) 
because there were a lot more Democrats. There were a lot more. And I know people have really held out hope that Eddie's going to return. He's going to return as Kaz, which is a character in Dungeons and Dragons. And he's like the right hand of Vecna. And he's going to be a vampire. He's going to do all this and that. It's not. It's not going to happen. He's he's gone. Eddie is... And he is gone. As much as I would love to see him back, the Duffer brothers have confirmed that he will not return for season yep. five. So and I we're, think it's... We're all sad. You know, Steve had people helping him fight off the, you know, six or seven Dimabats that took a nibble out of him. Yeah, but. as opposed to the swirling tornado of Dimabats. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, last email is from Margo. Hi, Colin and Whitney. I'm an older fan at the ripe age of 21, and I'm <laughs> from Seattle. <laughs> about 21 is old on our podcast. I know. Right? I started your podcast a few weeks ago and I've been rewatching season four with my mother who's not yet seen it. This is my third time watching season four and it's just as heart-wrenching the third time around. While listening to the podcast, I noticed that when describing Max's potential physical state in season five, the term handicapped was used. I myself am not disabled, but I am a disability advocate and ally. I wanted to tell you that the term handicapped is considered an outdated and unacceptable term in the disabled community. That is understood. I don't remember actually saying it, but I trust you that we did say it. I, I totally get what you're saying. I can only imagine that Max will be physically disabled and possibly blind during season five. And I hope that the writers will set this new storyline in a way that is real, representative, respectful, and accessible. I also hope that if she is disabled, it will not turn into a sob story and be the main focus of her character arc and that Max is still able to have an epic character arc. I think she should be the one to end Vecna once and for all. And I hope that if a disability is in fact in Max's future, Sadie Sink, the writers and the Duffers will strive to portray her in a way that is respectful and adds to her character rather than limiting her. She is one of my top five. Thank you, Margo. Thank you, Margo. Appreciate you writing in and pointing that out. And that brings us to the end of this episode. So we will be back on May 11th, and we're going to do another top five episode. And we have done the funniest lines in the past, but now we want to know about the funniest scenes or the funniest moments or the most lighthearted or relief yes. relief inducing moments in the middle of the tormentous yes. wreck that is stranger things and can be at times you know some of the some of the best lighter moments in the show that really helped you stick with it and appreciate it as a show that's not just about monsters and scary things and stuff so that will be on may 11th so get your stuff to us by sunday may 7th and we will get them on as always, if you want to connect with us, you can find us on social media. We're at Scoops Hoy Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And you can email us at scoopshoypod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email that we might or might not read. And <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll pick one each week and just not read. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And if you guys really want to help us out, we would love it if you like and subscribe to our show. This is especially important if you're listening to us on Apple iTunes, just because it helps us get in front of other listeners like yourself. So you leave us a review. It just sends a little signal to the algorithms and other people might get a chance to send in their emails to not get read. So we'll see. (laughs) anyways that does it for this week so i want to thank everybody for listening and i hope you tune in next time thanks guys bye bye
Stranger Things audio clips and official score are the property of Netflix. Incidental music by Blue Mountain Score from Pixabay.